0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Meta Sidekicks. My name's Liv. This is M. M, say hi. You're a towel. I am indeed a tell. And we're your sidekicks to all things metaphysical, <laughs> meaning we are psychic mediums, twin flames, best friends, and psychic comedians that talk to you about all things metaphysical, paranormal, true crime, spoopy, and in between. I thought it was comedians. <laughs> <laughs> still can't hit the right button (laughs) there we go i i need a label maker mediums that's not a category on spotify no it's not (laughs) we're just listed under comedy because this show is a joke
1: (laughs) so we're covering the warren's case files if you don't know what that means do you know ed and lorraine warren if you're here and you do ghost hunting things you probably know what that means i have no idea what you're talking about because when i told liv she was like Is that a movie? (laughs) Drinks water for like 20 minutes looking at me.
0: That's some high-quality H2O.
1: So if you don't know, we're psychic mediums. We said that already. And we do this lovely thing where we, one person does all the research and the other person plays the guessing game of the mediumship hat kind. And that was Liv. Liv. Gets to do that,
0: yeah. Which it was not a good time for me because I'm biased for Ed and Lorraine Warren because I know some things about them and some and she's things. She also that I
1: don't. refuses to just talk to some lady that tells them about them. The
0: secretary lady, yeah, yeah. We'll try it again. I I know what I wrote down before, but maybe, maybe, maybe we'll get a different answer. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I told her that there were like seven, the seven wonders of Ed and Lorraine Warren. (laughs) I'm sorry. Wow. (laughs) I just keep seeing sevens. But uh, she wrote down seven things for each one of them. And I was like, dude, you know, most of them. So I'm not sure why you're writing down seven things. I thought you were going to generally talk about Ed and Lorraine Warren. And then I was going to give you the case file name of the ones that we're going to cover. And then you would tell me about that.
0: So I would like to would like to what I don't know. I was <laughs> that wasn't at a Carmen question. Sanchez again. <laughs> that wasn't a question.
1: You told me that you wrote seven things down. What are the seven things?
0: Oh, I wrote down like topics of each thing. I took a picture on my phone and then I was like, "Never mind. I'm not going to talk about those things. And then I forgot about it. So then you're going to stop listening to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not on, I'm not on my ADHD meds anymore. I'm sorry. Okay. I wrote down number one. The secretary lady says in order of one through seven for the seven case issues that Em was talking about was scary lady poltergeist slash banshee woman. Number two was the desert, but I spelled it like dessert. Number three was angry man in a farmhouse. Number four was tunnel of terror. Number five was a cabin in the woods. Number six was a Ferris wheel of terror slash haunted amusement park. And number seven was baby issues slash troubles such as... A baby being like uh, uh like possessed by a demon. Spooky. It was actually, me as a child, my mom said when I would f- start to fall asleep, my eyes would open and like roll into the back of my head, and I looked like I actually was possessed, but I was sleeping. Cool story, bro. She has a, th- a hypothesis that all psychic medium babies do that. I don't think I did that. She did. <laughs> <laughs> it's <laughs> Maybe almost like it's you're just related. a weird redheaded lady thing, or it's because you're related. Okay. I don't know if she was adopted, so I may not be related to her. (laughs) Nope, not at all. There's no (laughs)
1: resemblance whatsoever.
0: Not at all.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Now she's showing me pictures of her cat.
0: I told her that she sits at the top. So Emily got me this cat thing for my cat. That she took a year to build and put into your house. And by sh- me, she means Bradley because Bradley did it one day because I asked him because we hadn't done it for literally a year. And then I just woke up one morning and he let me sleep in and he just was like, ta-da, it's a build. But I put this cat bed in it so that my cat can sit on top of it. And the little pokey hole goes out one way. So now she can just look at you disapprovingly. But Emily hasn't seen proof of it. So I felt encouraged to show proof of what I told her in my statement. So, the case files.
1: So, do you want me to go through each one of the case file names and you tell me what you know about them?
0: Yeah, since my things that I wrote down last week are potato. Okay, the first one is Annabelle. <laughs> oh, I already know everything about Annabelle. Do you, though? Yes. Well, tell me about it. <laughs> I think I know more than Ed, Lorraine Warren. Is that narcissistic of me to say or is it a healthy level of narcissistic to say nothing's <laughs> a healthy level of narcissism oh there is there's a healthy level of narcissism in the psychology books everybody has a healthy level of narcissism not everybody um Annabelle you could be narcissistically comfortable with your level of non-narcissism which is a form of narcissism or
1: you're not comfortable with anything, and you have no narcissistic tendencies in your entire body because you just don't like yourself.
0: You're narcissistically narcissistic about your unnarcissisticness. Anyways, <laughs> Bradley had this huge conversation Annabelle. about it for like Annabelle. a really long time, and Annabelle. I was like, "My life is a lie." Annabelle. You're so, to Annabelle. <laughs> Annabelle,
1: yeah, is a Barbie doll. Definitely <laughs> not a Barbie doll. She's
0: a Raggedy Ann doll. Which is hilarious because my mom had a Raggedy Ann doll because she has red hair and people used to call her Raggedy Ann. So is she actually the real Annabelle? (laughs) I don't know what that's supposed to mean. I don't know. We need to label those. No. You just (laughs) need to remember which one you need to hit. Never will. So Uh, is that Annabelle? (laughs) Annabelle haunted people because they think that there's the soul of a child That actually is a demon that manipulates the people that own her. That Mm -hmm. is what the Warrens think. Yeah. What do you think, Miss Medium? I think that you should listen and watch her episode (laughs) on Annabelle. (laughs) But do you want to give them a summary? Yeah, Annabelle is not actually possessed by the soul or demonic entity that likes to say that it's a child to... Make people think that it's safe to let it in their home and be friends with them. It actually is the Damon. And the reason it has such a sadness and demonic, horribleness to it is because there was a little girl who used to own the doll. and she passed away tragically from what we can allege as psychic mediums from like medical malpractice, a little bit kind of like the Sally House incidents. But, and I don't think the Sally house was medical malpractice. I think it was more of just like the situation in which the surgery was performed, but this one was more malpractice than like the risks of having surgery in the olden days, which I think is more what the Sally house was. Mm -hmm. But the little girl passed and people didn't mourn her passing in a, I don't know, it was just a... brought a lot of sadness to everything so the parents the grandparents kept the doll and the parents kind of just didn't think about the kids in the same way the grandparents did so all of this sadness and sort of like desperate hopelessness around it sort of manifested into the doll which allowed for this dark evil thing to attach itself to it as this sort of foothold from a lower dimension and now we have weird scary shit about it and that is Annabelle. Uh, <laughs> the next one is The Conjuring House. Which we also know about. And I did put there was a Banshee it. woman. So it's pretty close.
1: Is, but that is, is that the Banshee woman in The
0: Conjuring House? Yeah, I think so. The one that's supposed to be like, what's her name? Sorry. It's a weird name. Bathsheba. Yeah.
1: People think The Conjuring House is haunted by Bathsheba, who is supposedly an evil witch. But that's
0: not true. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely not true. It's farthest from the truth. So, yeah. Go. Well, watch. So, what's in
1: the Conjuring summary? Since you already know that everything. That
0: the Warrens that know think about it. No, what you think about it? <laughs> oh, okay. This
1: is your mediumship time. What do you think of Conjuring House in the most summarized position
0: possible? Is the Conjuring House the one that has the the pentagram <laughs> on the bottom that I want to eat pizza with Stanley? No, on? that's the Sally House. Oh man. <laughs> The Conjuring House is
1: where Amanda was in the basement with those things with the long fingers. Oh, okay. Yeah, there you go. There's no way you didn't hear that.
0: That's my dog chasing my cat up the stairs. They like to play this game called You Can't Go Up the Stairway Without Unless I Say So. And then Sniffles, my cat goes, (laughs) featuring Fennel's cheeks. That was a good shake. (laughs) My dog really likes my cat, but my cat doesn't really like my dog. And my cat is the alpha, so she just tells my dog all the time that she's in charge, and that's about how it goes. But the Conjuring House, I don't know, it has a lot of things. You summarize it, it's easier for you. My brain's not I know, in the I'm right going place. to because I have it written down. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of people in the Conjuring House. I like the library, the library moves a lot, and there's an old man that sits in a. S- a spinny chair in there and he like reads books and apparently there's like some sort of poltergeist that like yeets books at your head but if you ask me that sounds like a fucking fabulous time and not scary at all i would like someone to throw books in my head honestly what if it's a child then i hope it's picture books
1: (laughs) oh i I was hoping you would tell your joke for the 17th time no What's scarier than a ghost
0: a child it is funny though (laughs) there are so many comments about that they get it (laughs) That dumb meme. Because you you <laughs> made the joke three times in one video. Yeah, because I was sleep deprived, nervous, and slightly sweaty. Mm-hmm. So so why is the Conjuring House haunted? Don't lick my water. It's mine. No, you're gonna have salmonella. She has droopy eyes, and it really just hurts my heart. Uh, and then there's a lady that lives upstairs that isn't really well. I don't remember. I just know that the scor- Screeching Banshee Lady isn't actually Bathsheba. It is just a dark entity that likes to puppet the idea of Bathsheba in order to scare people. Like how people think children are always demons when they see them, but they're not. They're at- Sometimes are they're just actual children. the bent children. neck lady?
1: Yeah. The bent neck lady is not perceived as per- Bathsheba.
0: Who's the bent neck lady then?
1: Someone that was hung on the property.
0: She's the lady with the sun that's over by the farm.
1: I don't know, in the big but, hay bale, um, I just can tell you that meant like neck lady banshee woman that you're talking about, not Bathsheba,
0: oh, I always thought people thought that they thought she was Bathsheba,
1: no, they think Bathsheba's a witch that makes the place haunted, and they think that that woman like hung herself somewhere, okay, yeah, different people,
0: <laughs> anyways, anyway. kind of like Annabelle, there's this big, giant, dark, heavy demon demonic thingy that sits in the basement like that big ball what's the ball and chain thingy that i told you from mario parties chomp chomp chompers it's like chompers and it's in the basement and it brings all of the activity everywhere and sort of like puppets it places yeah so
1: it brainwashes them to do things brains so the enfield poltergeist (sighs) we don't have a podcast on this one we only have very summarized details.
0: No, we're not playing with the rope right now. Just what do you mean? Go lay out. dust Dustin looks at ATM. <laughs> um, the Einfield postergeist is a poltergeist in Einfield, England. E- <laughs> is that the one that terrorizes the two girls? Yeah, the one girl. Only one girl? Well, she's associated. It's associated to one girl, apparently. But, but there's two girls and a mom. That's the one that doesn't have the dad. They have yep. like families broken up or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's all I know. I just remember saying, like, there was family problems, and that's why there was a manifested poltergeist. Okay. Devil's rocking chair.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Go watch the and quiz. listen to all of our podcasts on that, too. I thought the devil's rocking chair was in one of the haunted houses that they did like a exorcism in or something a mm-hmm. little it
1: deals with the case of arnie johnson
0: who ended up being like jump in my body devil i'll take you for a ride and then killed his like landlord or something mm-hmm. sounds like a fun time mm-hmm. he's like it was an accident i swear no that's horribly tragic and shouldn't have happened, but was the devil's rocking chair. Was the devil in the rocking did chair. Did they say that like smoke came out of it or something? Out of what? Out of the chair? I don't think so. Okay. I don't know. I I'm haven't trying read to any listen like to the secretary lady and she's like, it literally was the scariest thing they've ever seen. Like it did weird things. It like hissed and smoked. Yeah. <laughs> and it would like project a voice so that it sounded like someone was behind you like it'd whisper in your ear like a man yeah it
1: was perceived that with the devil's rocking chair the little boy that was in the house would see this man with black eyes like this old dude that's fun Uh (laughs) uh-huh well that's cool before you possess them but that that's the guy with the mother of many many he like absorbs other darker, like other entities that are dark that are smaller than it. Yeah, absorb it so it can possess things. Huh? What does the secretary lady say about it?
0: Well, I see a root like a chair in the middle of this big room. It's like an old English house, like old New England house. It's on the second floor, in wh- second f- story of the house. And when you walk into the room. It's in the left-hand back corner of this room that has hardwood floors and big ceilings.
1: Yeah, I think so. I don't know. I just, I've always saw the same thing, but I don't know where I got the information from, so.
0: Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm standing in the doorway and I see it and it's like a room that you know you don't want to walk into. You're like, this is sus, my dude. And you when to go, go see it? <laughs> Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. As long as you give me pizza. Oh, you sit in it with pizza. I think a people? gyro would be really good. I'm craving a gyro. What if I gave
1: you a cannoli and you to sit in the devil's rocking chair.
0: I think I want a gyro. While I do. you Okay, if
1: I give you a gyro, will you sit in the devil's rocking
0: chair? Yeah, with, with extra tahini.
1: While I try to conjure the demon.
0: Yeah, I'm okay <laughs> with that. You're just sitting there with snakes and ladders and you're, come on, snake eyes. <laughs> <laughs> How do you conjure a demon?
1: Yeah like hey we have a two roll for you
0: too (laughs) (laughs) jesus uh yeah i feel like i'm standing in the room and i see it and uh people like moved things out of the room and just kept the chair there and it like smokes and hisses and moves by itself i feel like the windows rattled at one point because there's a window to the left of it on the very opposite side of the room and uh the whole house would shake that's fun (laughs) And it sounds like there's a man standing behind me and he like whispers in my ear, which is gross.
1: Does he look like a dude?
0: Yeah, he looks like a tall man wearing a dark leather jacket and he has gray hair. He's oh, in like his yeah. 50s or 60s with, you know, grossness. Sorry, she was Smells like- Smells like cigarette smoke, like a Lucky Strikes.
1: She was like, Zaroth uses this weird picture of what it looks like of the uh, mother of many thing that I was seeing to uh, explain what it, why it's like that. But it's like Muzan from Demon Slayer, the like king of the demons. Can't say his full name or he like rips through your chest and kills you. With the big boots and the weird hat. That's what he looks like to me. Muzan from Demon Slayer. That's interesting. Because she reminded me. She's like, he's like Muzan. I was like, oh, and that's why he's like a combination of all of the demons because he's king of demons. A beast. Oh, I'm King of the Demons. Yeah, you have anything else for that one?
0: No, I never got that much information. <laughs> Probably because you were scared then. I needed hydration. <laughs> so, the Smurl Haunting. Every time you say Smurl, all I can think about is Smurfs, and I just think about, like, Same. Smurfs that are getting <laughs> sick. It's not. <laughs> Smurl is their last name. I would tell them that their last name should be Smurf. Smurl Haunting. <laughs> Smurf Haunting. Um <laughs> is where Papa Smurf doesn't tell the end of the story, the end.
1: They live in Pennsylvania.
0: Pennsylvania. Mm. That's where my ancestors are from, Pennsylvania. Um Oh, is this the one that smells bad? Does it float poltergeist biscuits and use cutlery to f- sail through the sky? No. Cuz it <laughs> smells bad for sure. I mean, it might, but that's not what's in my story. <laughs> oh, I think it floated some some spiritual biscuits, my dude. No. <laughs> this one's funny, though. Why? Like, the thing in, in yeah, there is funny? The thing in there is funny. Why? Like, if I was a poltergeist, that'd be be. <laughs> what's that smell? It's me haunting you. Is it a poltergeist? The Smurl haunting? Yeah. Oh, didn't I say it was a whole bunch of family members last time? I don't remember what you said. I think that's what I said last <laughs> time. Because I didn't
1: put it in the video. So it was too long.
0: What? Well, well. so Smurf final answer. The Smurf
1: is haunting the
0: house? Yes. You're wrong. <laughs> I'm okay with that. You okay, you got anything else? Is there something with a dishwasher? Did they have dishwashers when they were alive? They probably did, yes. Because but. they're showing me like the dishwasher would malfunction or something. Like it would open while it was on crap like that and i'm just like that's, that's horrible <laughs> it really that's is still not the story but <laughs> <laughs> my first apartment the the dishwasher was so old that if you put soap in it it would just the bubbles would come out mm-hmm. the bottom yeah it was a good time that's what
1: happens when you get a new house gotta christen the floor with soap in the dishwasher
0: <laughs> oh okay you good with that one yeah i'm okay with that one okay amityville horror house oh we already know about that one yeah, we need a summary of it. I'm sure that they're going to talk about the Indian burial grounds or like the Indian that I have talks about it. have a very
1: small uh, summary of it. Oh, so not, good. No. Really? No? If Everybody. You wanna know, if you want to know everything about the Emilyville Horror House, go to our podcast. But that we're just going over the very small summary that is like two sentences long. Because there's a lot of information I got.
0: There was a family that lived there. Yeah. And then they, they they moved out, and then this other family bought it, and their dad was not a nice Joe. He was in the mafia, and it ended in a tragic family homicide, with allegedly the brother killing everybody yeah. by
1: himself. And then once they were not in the house, another family came in, who was the Lutz family, and they claimed that it was still haunted. Ooh! So... What was haunting it, Liv? Oh.
0: I think that was poltergeist activity, too. Yeah, because I told you that last time. Did you? <laughs> yeah. But when we covered it, we didn't know that. No. <laughs> We've learned a lot
1: because since doing these videos and that's, podcasts. That's why it, it's not haunted anymore. Like, there's a family that lives there now, and it's not. They claim that's not haunted. Yeah. It's because it's associated to the family that was there. But anyways, the last one, my favorite one. That I couldn't get anything about? Yeah. Just don't think about it as a werewolf. You ready? The South End Werewolf.
0: (laughs) I think this is the one that has the the demonic baby. I mean, no. (laughs) You don't know that. How old is a baby? Anything that's younger than me is a baby. Oh, okay. (laughs) You're a baby. You're not wrong. Yeah. So... You already told me what this was, though. You said it was a little boy who, like, is convinced that he's a werewolf. Right? Maybe. And he just runs around doing werewolf shit. I don't know. It seems like a Twilight rendition. You should ask someone. Was he, like, possessed by, like, something
1: that was animalistic?
0: No, I think he had DID. Hmm. Sorry, he just... Why did
1: Ed and Lorraine Warren do anything with him?
0: They didn't know what the idea was in the 70s or 60s or 50s or whenever they were alive. (laughs) The 80s. Because this man just stepped forward and he's older. And I feel like it's the boy himself. And he's like, you don't know the things that I had to see when I was little. Mm. It's one of the ways in which he would get away from reality due to the trauma that he had as a child. Interesting. I wonder what they did about it. Because that's
1: weird that they were called.
0: But nobody knew what that was. (laughs) Like, my husband's grandfather was in Vietnam, and he suffered from PTSD, and no one knew what PTSD was when he came back, Mm -hmm. and no one knew how to deal with it either, so it ended up with him being very pushed to the side in lots of relationships and things like that. So, but now we know what PTSD is, so we don't call it werewolf syndrome, (laughs) we call it PTSD. confusing <laughs> yeah so the reason he's like in the front yard digging trenches in the middle of the night because there's yep, a crack of thunder sense. is because he was scared mm-hmm. not because he's makes possessed more by a demon. yeah it makes
1: more sense than what ed and Lorraine Warren talked about but <laughs> ah. so are you ready yeah so don't and Rain Warren. If you do not know them, they are highly renowned for all of their paranormal cases. And they met in 1944 when they were both teenagers and they both came from religious households.
0: Civils Your cat is
1: entering this bag behind me. I was like, what the hell are you eating? That's
0: <laughs> so where my wedding pictures are.
1: Well, she's about to eat
0: them. They disappointed me. Interesting. <laughs> Continue.
1: <laughs> so... They both came from religious households, which will be important later, because I have a entire synopsis of what I think about Ed and Lorraine Warren. So Lorraine, Lorraine was said that she could see auras around people ever since that she was like seven or eight, which I think is interesting, because that's also when Liv started seeing.
0: <laughs> She's like, is this a crinkly bag? Let me touch it.
1: Which I think is interesting, because... Liv started seeing people without faces when she was also eight. However, Lorraine felt as if she couldn't tell anybody about these occurrences because she thought that people would think that she was crazy. So she kept it to herself. When she met Ed, she became more open with her abilities. So when they met, they met when they were about like 16 and he knew that there was something different about her. So she felt comfortable enough to share with him her abilities. And Ed, eventually he grew up, okay, and Ed himself, he said that he grew up in a haunted house and that's how he got into the paranormal stuff. And he was a self-taught demonologist and he was of the religious nature because apparently there are demonologists that are not based upon like Christian, Christian religion and things like that. So, the way in which they started doing their paranormal work, because they're, like, one of the first ghost hunters that, like, tried to gain evidence of paranormal existence. How they started was they would find haunted houses, and Ed, who was a painter, he would go to this location, and he would sketch the house, give it to Lorraine, who would go up to the front door and give the owners this painting as a gift so that there was an opportunity for them to open up a discussion about how their house may have been haunted. So by 1951, the pair actually had a daughter named Judy, and by the end of 1952, they began the creation of their New England Society for Psychic Research, or NESPR, which is one of the oldest ghost hunting organizations in America. And uh in the basement of their research center, most people will know this, there is the what is called the occult museum. So they when they go to all of these investigations, usually it is associated to an object, they would take that object and put it into the basement not only to have proof of paranormal existence to show others, but to gate it away from whoever had it to prevent the hauntings from occurring with whoever it was with so these uh satanic or demonic artifacts is what they use to describe them are in a basement which is also a choice (laughs) they get blessed regularly to make sure that they don't sneeze yeah they don't sneeze and shake the whole house and cause demonic activity
0: why are the windows quakey Ah, the demonic things just had to sneeze. It's fine. So, yeah, that is usually what people refer to
1: or know of Ed and Lorraine Warren is their occult museum because it was open for several years and people would go there and see all of the artifacts. So, like I had just said, they are one of the oldest or first ghost hunters in America. And when I say ghost hunters, they are the people that had all of the equipment and the doodads that like proved paranormal existence. So what's interesting is they didn't have a lot of information about the paranormal back then. They were the people that were giving information about the paranormal. So this is when I started talking to this woman. Cause I was like, um, you're not Lorraine. Cause I feel like I've talked to Lorraine before and you are not that. So that's what we're talking about this secretary lady because I feel like there was this this woman and I don't know if she was actually a person or if she was just someone on the other side that helped Ed and Lorraine Warren. But she was talking to both Liv and I about the cases and about what happened when they were both alive doing the work that they did. So the secretary it was explaining to me how they don't have a lot of information about the paranormal, which is why they created this research organization where they are trying to gain information or gain evidence of paranormal existence. Because of that, when they got the evidence, they didn't necessarily know what it was or what to do with it. Because when you gain evidence about the paranormal, a lot of people, you can't see it. You don't know where it's coming from. So when they went to investigations, they didn't like charge for the investigation. The way in which they got funding for their research is they would go out and they would teach people about the paranormal. So the thing that's a little bit weird about going out and teaching people about what they have discovered is they don't necessarily have all of the information that we do now. So a lot of it is like fear-mongering associated to like their religious beliefs so one of the things that I watched they were talking about how people don't realize that if you use tarot cards and ouija boards and pentacle like pentagrams sorry I don't know what the right word is pendulums too many pence if you use all of these divination tools you're opening yourself up to demonic activity however That's not the case. You are only opening yourself up to demonic activity if you allow that energy to come. So if you are doing a tarot reading for someone and you believe that you're talking to a dark entity, you are allowing that to happen. So they aren't wrong necessarily, but they're also not fully right because they have these religious beliefs that are deterring or changing their view of information it's like they're in an echo chamber
0: their perception of what m and i now understand was different so we're not saying it was wrong at the time it's just that it's like saying that people were wrong before they knew the world was circular so like the people back then that thought the earth was flat just didn't know that the earth was entirely round so they're like Maybe the earth is flat like a pizza and Atlas holds it on his shoulder and we spin through the world like a cosmic pizza. They didn't have the idea of a circle and that it could be like a basketball and a globe for like, you know, the globetrotters. So it's just the difference between flat earthers and pizzas and globetrotters and basketballs.
1: But yeah, because they are influenced by their beliefs, it creates a certain narrative that creates a lot of fear surrounding the paranormal, which can become an issue. Yes. So because they were teaching these teachings of how the paranormal can be a scary place and you shouldn't mess around with it, it is good but also bad in cases because doing fear-mongering creates things of like poltergeist. Like we've created a video surrounding the idea of poltergeist. If you mm-hmm. create a whole bunch of fear surrounding something, you're going to manifest that fear.
0: Wait, I take back what I say about the flat earth and the... The round earths. What? Helena Blavatsky and like the spiritualist movement people are like, no, it, it was the fear mongering thing of perspective of religion because they had the tools necessary to understand what, what they were doing yeah. wasn't bad because literally the spiritualist movement in America entirely reshaped how people thought about ghosts and the paranormal in a positive light. And then they changed it to more of the satanic panic 70s thing. Yeah, which was more deemed towards Christian religion.
1: Yeah, that's why I was gathering the fact of they came from religious households. Their religion skewed their beliefs of the paranormal.
0: Yeah, I get it. I was just trying to be nicer about it, but there really isn't a nicer way to be about it. Well, it's just they didn't
1: have the information, so they used what they knew in regards to their beliefs. So their belief system of Catholicism created the ideas surrounding demons are bad we need to protect ourselves you're opening yourself up if you're doing this this is bad yeah it's just it is what it was yeah it's just different times different mindsets that create fear-mongering surrounding the paranormal and because of their fear-mongering and teaching those teachings
0: it was bad (laughs) manifesting the bad things
1: yes it was creating more fear surrounding the paranormal which creates or allows weird things to be associated to that like weird entity things like poltergeist. So, when I say things like that like they for example, Ed Warren is a demonologist. So when you call Ed Warren, he's expecting to find a demon there. He's not expecting to find like Uncle Lou banging on your cabinets. He's expecting to find like dark weird crap there. So, because of that, A lot of times we, when we do uh, our mediumship stuff or the cases in regards to Ed and Lorraine Warren, like our Conjuring House video, we perceive this dark, scary entity that we believe like threw Carolyn Perrin across the room. The Conjuring House has that thing that Liv was talking about in the basement that like is the chomper ball that's like super heavy and like angry And it like brainwashes all of these other little darker entities that like do its bidding. So Ed and Lorraine Warren, they are creating this fear surrounding the paranormal. And because of that, it's like you're taking everybody's energy and everybody's fear associated to the things that you're talking about and associating it back to you. So if you're if you're telling someone your house is really haunted, there's a scary thing in it you're going to manifest something that is scary like that. So this entity that threw Carolyn Perrin across the room in the Conjuring House, Liv and I both believe that it's from or associated to Ed's
0: energy, Ed Warren. Mm-hmm. He conjured it when he was doing the investigation. seance or something. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah, the investigation of the Conjuring House. That's when this weird white thing with the huge mouth thing. Yeah. <laughs> um basically threw Carolyn Perrin across the room. And it's the reason why it was able to do that is because it had so much of this negative energy that is associated to the stuff that they do because they associate themselves with demons, dark entities, because he's a demonologist. That is what they're they were good at. So that is why like that horrible thing happened there and they weren't not able to help the parents at the Conjuring House. So in regards to their other cases, there's other cases that I find a little bit weird. For example, we talked about the Amityville Horror House. So the Amityville Horror House, we discussed it prior where it was this house that these people moved into and the oldest brother... Murdered their entire family. And then afterwards, someone moved in. They were the Lutz family and they experienced paranormal activity in the house as well. They called Ed and Lorraine Warren. And Ed and Lorraine Warren said that this house was crazedly haunted, like one of the worst hauntings that they have ever seen. But nowadays, there are people living there and it's not haunted. There's nothing that's going on, which is weird, interesting, but when we were covering this, because we have a podcast where we do what we're doing now, and there is this weird thing that is in, uh, I think, what's referred to as the Red Room. There's this weird, like, skittery entity thing that gained energy from the people that lived there. So, it was, I think the Red Room was, like, near the... Like Mister Lutz's room or something, or it it was his office basement. or
0: something? I think it was in the basement.
1: Yeah, but he had like his something, like his office or something near it, mm, probably. But it mostly affected or was around Mister Lutz, and he was not doing the greatest of things. So my perception of this entity in the Amityville Horror House was another poltergeist thing that was manifested from the fears of possibly what was caused by what was going on in the house prior so with the i forget what their last name was the one that like had the murder homicide whatever
0: yeah i know what you're talking
1: about i forget what their names were i'm sure that it's written down farther but i don't want to lose my spot but the family prior they were not The greatest family, either. They had a lot of these inner demons. So we went to like the Bel Air house, and the Bel Air house, from our perception, was the least active place that we have been to. DeFeo. DeFeo. Yeah. Yeah, The DeFeo family. The DeFeo family was the one that the oldest son murdered the family. So when we went to the Bel Air house, we had it explained to us from other souls that were there that the reason why it wasn't as haunted is because there's a lot of different poltergeist activity there. So there are certain entities that are associated to the location that are manifested from other people's fear and knowledge of the spirits that are there. So if you go there and you have this fear of them, or you have these inner demons or this negativity surrounding being in this location, you are going to fuel these like almost like animatronic demon poltergeist things to cause poltergeist activity. So my perception is that the Amityville Horror House also had this poltergeist activity, but most people think poltergeists are associated to a certain person, but it, I feel like it can be associated to a certain thing that happens, a situation. So if you know you're being put into like a murder house, don't you think you would have weird associations or fears towards that? Plus, this family also had inner demons. They had a lot of like, I don't know, dark things. The dad happening. was
0: not good physically yeah. or metaphysically.
1: Yeah. So that just fed this weird entity that could possibly be poltergeisty activity but ed and lorraine warren going into this place didn't help with the poltergeist activity because it created fear surrounding it so when they went to different locations it's like because they were demonologists it's like they expected dark things to be there so like in the conjuring house you can find all of this like information about how Lorraine Warren, who is a psychic medium, went to this place and saw Bathsheba. However, it wasn't actually the soul of Bathsheba. It was this dark entity pretending to be Bathsheba. So because she was expecting to see something dark at this place, she did, and it almost like manifested from whatever the dark thing created to scare her with. So she wasn't talking to the soul of Bathsheba, she was talking to the dark thing, but didn't necessarily realize that was what was going on because she was expecting to talk to a dark entity, and like Liv and I, we don't usually talk to dark entities because they don't give concise information. they usually try to skew things and make things up and like lie to you about stuff. so here's the breakdown of the cases. I know I gave you a, a couple synopsises to explain how the warns do things but we'll get into the cases that i made live talk about <laughs> again
0: our second time excellent excellent
1: So, we'll start with Annabelle. So, Annabelle was one of the first major cases of the Warrens. It happened in 1968. And it was essentially this Raggedy Ann doll that was given to a student nurse. And it was a gift from, I believe, her mother. And according to the Warrens, they report that this 28 year old nurse who received this doll noticed that it started changing positions. Then her roommate started finding, like, parchment paper with the written messages saying things like, help me, help us. As if it wasn't strange enough, the girls claimed that they didn't even have parchment paper in their house, so they don't know where it came from. And next, the doll started showing up in different rooms and was supposedly
0: leaking blood. In the walls, oozed green (laughs) slime. (laughs) The hash slinging, the slash slinging.
1: Unsure of what to do, the two women turned to a medium who said the doll was being occupied by the spirit of a young girl named Annabelle Higgins. So is Annabelle Higgins a thing? Because I don't think I've ever actually told you the real story. I just told you it from the memory of my brain.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't think so. You don't think so? No, because I get a scary red face that's like, yes, it is. And I'm like, (laughs) okay
1: yeah because my perception is i think this medium um thought that this little girl was like in a car crash nearby or something and yeah. placed herself in the doll but i could be wrong because i'm reading my summary no
0: i think <laughs> i remember it being said like that or something
1: yeah i again i told you from my head
0: your head movies my,
1: well not my head movies just the things that i already know about annabelle because i've
0: watched all, like all of the movies <laughs>
1: So, that's when Ed and Lorraine Warren took an interest into the case and contacted the woman. After evaluating the doll, they came up to the immediate conclusion that the doll itself was not, in fact, possessed, but manipulated by an inhuman presence. How did they figure that out? It was me. What? How did they
0: figure that out? That it was manipulated by an inhuman presence? Yeah. A seance? Mm, is that what they're telling you? Yeah. They, like, asked a question and, like, wrote things down on a board or, like, something weird and satanically fun. I'm sorry. I think it's really interesting that they're like, don't do seances with Ouija
1: boards and tarot cards. And immediately does it. But they're like, well, what if you touch this object here? What's Runs to Barnes
0: and Noble yeah. immediately. <laughs> yeah, right? Thanks,
1: no, like, Hasbro. <laughs> yeah, if you want a Ouija board, you can go to the bookstore. <laughs> <laughs> they got them at bookstores. So, the Warren's evaluation was that the spirit in the doll was looking to possess a human host. So, they took it from the woman to keep them safe. But I always think it's interesting that people think that dolls get, uh, I guess, possessed or, like, have attachments because they think that the soul wants to find a human body. You think that's from this story? Really? Yeah. They want yeah. a human I, body? I, yeah, because I told you that. Because they're like... I literally have watched uh, paranormal things that are like, this room is full of dolls. And it's scary, scary and haunted because people believe that souls want a human body. Like, they want a body again. So they possess things that look like bodies. But I also just think that dolls are haunted because they freak people out.
0: Yeah. I don't think it's because they want a human right. body. That's weird. If yeah. I died, I would not want a human body. That fucker li- literally my knees creak when I walk up the stairs and I'm only 103.
1: But Yeah. That's why when we did haunted dolls, I asked you that question because that's what people
0: believe. That sounds like a human perception. Mm-hmm. You're paranormal anthropomorphizing. <laughs> paranormal <Yeah>.
1: anthropomorphizing. <laughs> but it's more like I feel like dolls are haunted because when you see something that looks human but is a little bit off it usually freaks people out yes that
0: is a fear of mine i hate people in costumes it's a
1: common thing it's a uh like
0: a defense mechanism like when a cat sees itself in a mirror (laughs)
1: kind of (laughs) yeah i don't Um, like it well it's kind of more like when you see faces in like random objects It keeps you safe. Like Jesus and the potato chips. If you see something that looks human that isn't human, you run the fucking other way. So anyways, (laughs) when they were driving away with the doll, the brakes in the car failed several times. I don't know why you continue to drive the car if it happened. They pulled over and doused the doll in holy water. And they said that after that, their car trouble stopped. According to Anna Lorraine Warren, Annabelle, the doll continued to move around their house on her own too. So they locked her up in a glass case and sealed it with a binding prayer. So, you wanna tell me about the case?
0: It is a box. Not any ordinary box. They have the two box. cases. There's like a
1: new one and an old one. Why what? are you
0: looking at the door? You're freaking me out. Dude, I've been looking at that door since we started this podcast. I'm autistic, I'm
1: sorry. <laughs>
0: at least it's not the weird hooker hole anymore.
1: You you mean the uh crawl space in my basement yes well now i'm putting flashlights in there so you can be haunted i saw a dude in my house the other day and i was like are you gonna talk
0: to me in my stream (laughs) and he was like no i'm just here to borrow some milk
1: because raymond didn't come to our stream last week oh man but i think there's a dude with dark hair now that's my these dark
0: hair because you asked him to no i just see him
1: oh i like was watching TV and I felt someone watching me over my shoulder and I turn around, there's this dude with dark hair. It's still great, but it's darker than the other dude. Mm. Anyways, <laughs> what do you think about this case for Annabelle?
0: <laughs> but, Anyways, um, I think the case about Annabelle is an interesting one and that if I could start world peace, this is how I would do it. Step one, grab your Ouija boards. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. I think it's interesting that they're like, let's just keep driving as the brakes keep going out.
1: But what do you think about the case as a medium? Why does it keep this demon inside of it? Also, is Annabelle worse than the the devil's rocking chair? Which one's worse?
0: Is it weird that I might think that the Warrens may have actually bound the demon to Annabelle so now it cannot leave mm. the doll itself? No. That's my final answer, and I've never said that before. It's just something that popped into my head. How do they do that? It might also just be the demon talking to me. It's like, I'll never leave because they took me here. This is where my home is now. Yay.
1: No, I think you're talking to a big lady behind you. Are you talking to the secretary
0: still? No, I don't think so. You're talking to a woman? Does she have blonde hair and is she chubby? (laughs) Damn, sorry. (laughs) I told him that we're recording. Who's he talking to? Himself. He doesn't like video games. He rages. Ah, uh, got you my brother-in-law in the other room i mean i guess she looks like she's in
1: her 60s and her hair is pulled back in a bun
0: yeah i see her younger interesting
1: she's telling you the information not the dark thing
0: oh that's good yeah. yeah they said that the things that they did to the doll after they took it bound it to the doll so it can't leave now because we always say that it uses the doll as like a handhold because it mm-hmm. can't necessarily keep itself up this high vibrationally within our dimension of physicality And she's like yeah it started out like that and then they did their rituals and whatnot to it and now it can't leave so it just sits there angrily. (laughs) It can't get higher and it can't get lower. That's funny. So whatever Christian magic they did to it like literally hooked it there like a fish.
1: Mm. Because I'm asking them like she can still like do things though and she's like this woman, is saying that Annabelle has other people do it or other dark entities do it for it. Yeah. So she's like, it's the kingdom. They're the king. hmm Interesting. So then the devil's rocking chair. Oh. <laughs> Which one's worse? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Probably the devil's rocking chair because it's not bound to it. But if they weren't bound to it,
0: I don't know. You think the devil's rocking chair is worse, right? I or do you know. think Annabelle is worse? I forget what your opinion was. I still think Annabelle is worse, but she's
1: also bound to a whole bunch of things, so she can't do anything.
0: I just couldn't remember what my opinion was. Oh. Because I know it was the opposite of yours. I have to be right, and you have the wrong one. No, I don't think it's right or wrong. I just had a different opinion, and I couldn't remember what it was because it's been a while, like a couple of months. Like it was hot outside. (laughs) I still stand by my thing with the devil's rocking chair. I see like a man with it and the little boy, but I also understand your mother of many thing i just see the thing that
1: sarath told me that brings the people to it help me understand what it looks like it's like when you get weird things for spirit guides but they actually just like a dude with a pipe what (laughs) we see spirit guides as like fucking galaxies but sometimes they're just a dude with a pipe the galaxy tells you more information than a dude with a pipe
0: yeah i'm saying yeah
1: that's what sarath was showing me
0: in relation to the chair? Yeah. So is the chair a dude with the pipe or the, the galaxy? Or both? Both. Oh, Why okay. Would it not be both. I see the dude with the pipe and you see the galaxy. Well, I see both. Oh. Okay. I mean I get it. <laughs> I would eat a gyro in it. It's like if I were I to describe hero, you as whatever. a golden
1: retriever, you are a golden retriever and you are live. That's what was going on. I am also a tree. So when I'd be like, you know, Liv is a golden retriever. People are like, oh, I understand who Liv is now. That's what Zarath was doing with the chair demon. I hate all of you. (laughs) I mean, you were asking. You're like, well, I see this and you don't. And I'm like, it doesn't matter. I see both. (laughs) But Zarath was like, here is information visually. They are like the golden retriever that Liv
0: is, <laughs> but not. Got it. So which one Which one worse? I think the devil's rocking chair is worse than Annabelle still. Why? I just want to know. I uh, do it just scares me more?
1: Oh, there's not a reason.
0: It just feels more chaotic and more like a spicy.
1: A spicy.
0: Whereas Annabelle doesn't feel as spicy. It's more like... This big heavy thing that I'm like, mm, I can't go too far. It's like a whole bunch of evil corgis versus one polar bear that's chained to a giant boulder. What are you going to run from first? The corgis well, that can eat you and absolutely annihilate your ankles or the polar bear that may or may not get unchained from this giant boulder?
1: Well, when we started this, uh, mm, this lady was saying that there's... They're like the same thing, but they do it in different ways. So Annabelle doesn't absorb other entities. She's just in the place in which to manipulate them to do their bidding. Whereas the thing in the chair absorbs them and forces them to do the bidding. So one's proactive and one's reactive. So one is the kingdom and the other one is like putting the... uh. Buckets on your head from the chum bucket to brainwash you to do plankton's bidding.
0: Got it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think the the one that doesn't brainwash you is scarier. It's got more reach. So the kingdom
1: was yeah. Annabelle. No, the rocking chair. So the one that brainwashes you to do
0: things. I thought it was the
1: <sighs> the kingdom is Annabelle. I'm scared. Annabelle of the is corg- the king.
0: I'm scared of the corgis. I'm scared of the corgis. Okay. I keep thinking there's someone standing in the doorway and I don't like it. Looks, well, because I keep looking over there? Yeah. Autistic.
1: <laughs> I don't look you in the eyes. So, the next one is the Conjuring House. So, after Annabelle, the next big case that the Warrens covered was with the Perrin family. And they lovingly call this house the Conjuring House due to the movies. So, they did this investigation in 1971 in this haunting which the Warren's claims was caused by a cursed lad down by a witch named Bathsheba Sherman formed the basis of the first film for the Conjuring franchise. So here's the summary. When Roger and Carolyn Perrin moved into the 200 acre farmhouse in Rhode Island with their five young daughters, they had no awareness of its dark history. Many former residents had died under horrible circumstances A few were murdered, others were hung on the grounds, and the parents came to believe that their spirits were still present in the home. Some were benign, and some would play with the children or help out with chores. Others were sinister spirits that relentlessly torment the family. Ed and Lorraine Warren were brought in to help in 1974. However, their presence allegedly escalated the haunting to the point where Roger eventually asked them to leave. The story would be the basis for this film. So what happened, the reason why they were asked to leave, is they were there for several days to prove the to prove the existence of the paranormal in this house, that the house was haunted. So they were doing this seance with Lorraine Warren as the quote-unquote medium, because she is the medium. And they were doing this seance in what people refer to as the seance room. So they had uh, Carolyn Perrin, Roger Perrin and then the two Warrens were sitting at the table doing the invest uh, the seance and when they were doing that Carolyn Perrin who was the most affected by the haunting she started like talking in tongues and supposedly was lifted out of her chair and thrown across the room at that point I think they were trying to like do an exorcism or something on her and that's when Roger Roger Perrin was like please leave you are not helping you are making it worse And that's when Liv and I were like, there was a weird thing that wasn't normally in the house that threw Carolyn Perrin across the room. And that was awful. And
0: it's the same entity that named the Conjuring films because the Conjuring films were supposed to be called the Warren Files. Yeah, the Warren Case Files, which is what we're doing. (laughs) And literally this fucking demonic entity, this white maw monster was like, actually, we're going to call it the Conjuring because it's It's about me. (laughs)
1: Yeah, so where our perception is that Ed Warren brought, unknowingly, brought this entity here, and the thing that's in the basement just has that way with words with dark entities and brainwashed it to do whatever it wanted it to do. So that is why it happened. But I don't believe that that thing. Okay, it's okay. It's telling me that it could be there if it wants to be there, but it's not necessarily like tied to the house, like the weird chomper thing in the basement. But that is the overall summary of The Conjuring House, so if you guys want the full synopsis, we have a podcast about that. Several podcasts, actually. So the next case was the Enfield Poltergeist, and this was actually the main plot for The Conjuring 2. So if you wanted to check out The Conjuring 2, Live, because you apparently watch conjuring
0: one it's scarier than the first one we should do that again we should watch the conjuring 2 on patreon you can make it a patreon goal we could do that
1: so in august of 1977 the hodgson family reported strange things happening in their house in enfield england so there were knocking coming from all over the house causing the hodgson's to think perhaps burglars were prowling around the residence
0: Not Jeffrey the Mongoose. Which is also a poltergeist.
1: They called the police to investigate, and the officer who arrived is said to have witnessed a chair rising and moving on its own. So when I covered this in our poltergeist video, it was interesting because they said that there were some cases that were faked, which I'll get into. But there were witnesses that saw paranormal activity happening, like police, uh, police people were seeing it. So at other time, Legos and marbles flew across the room and
0: Lego my ego
1: were hot to the touch afterward. So there were folded clothes that leapt off the tabletops and flew around the room, lights flickered, furniture spun, and the sound of barking dogs emanated from empty rooms. Maybe
0: that is actually the Bell Witch, because the Bell Witch, a K A Kate, liked to make barking dog noises too.
1: Well, the Bell Witch is also a poltergeist story. Ooh. <laughs> I don't know if the Bell Witch was a Warren case, though. So,
0: I don't know. I don't think so, because it happened in, like, the 1800s. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. I do not know when it happened. So, then, inexplicably. Inexplic- inex- say it inexplicably. Thank you, too many Cs. A a fireplace ripped itself out of the wall, attracting the attention of paranormal investigators from around the world, including Ed and Lorraine Warren. Sorry. I just got to, like, give them a good introduction when they come into the case. (laughs) Da-da-da-da! The Warrens who visited Enfield in 1978 were convinced that it was a real poltergeist case. So, we just did a poltergeist video where we talk about what poltergeists are, but... There is the idea that poltergeists are surrounding preteen girls that are going through puberty and having a hard time emotionally. If you can tell from my voice, it's weird and annoying.
0: The poltergeists of gods who surrounded come up with your hands up and your braces out. Lip smacker replied. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah.
1: So, oh. what they claimed, like the Warrens, they said those who deal with the supernatural day in and day out, know the phenomena are there. There's no doubt about it. And Warren is quoted as saying this. Then two years after they started, the mysterious activity known as the Infield Haunting abruptly stopped. However, the family maintains that it they didn't do anything to stop it. It just ended. So poltergeist activity is believed to be temporary. It usually happens for a few months to a few years and then it stops. And it's generally because like poltergeists are manifestations of negative energy. So if you stop feeding a poltergeist, it doesn't have enough energy to continue throwing things across the room. But the things that I was reading, it was some of the evidence or instances of the poltergeist in the Enfield poltergeist house case is some of the things actually were happening. Whereas Janet and I forget the other one, Margaret. Her two children were actually, like, faking some of this stuff to see, like, if they could get away with it, (laughs) but the reason why it was happening is the family, it was like they lost their dad, like, Peggy Hodgson was a single mother, and she lived with her two daughters in this house, so it was a hard time for them, so it makes sense that they used what I researched in poltergeist as psychokinetic energy to create this negative entity that has thrown things across room. So, that is why it is believed that is a poltergeist case instead of, like, otherwise. Because, again, I feel like other cases, like the Amityville Horror, is also a poltergeist. But that's beside the point. The next case is the devil's rocking chair.
0: If you could use your psychokinetic energy, what would you use it for?
1: You know in Mob Psycho, when that girl's poems got ripped up and he like, and put them all back together? That's Mm. what I would do. (laughs) I would just be Mob and make giant broccoli.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I would use it to turn off the light switch or turn on the fan when I'm finally comfortably in bed and don't want to get up to do it again.
1: You know, we should just do a video on telekinesis and see if we can do it. laughs
0: <laughs>, laughs do it supposedly you can do it supposedly i told you in a past podcast episode that if i'm supposed to be the best around then it's it has to happen but i'm not there yet
1: you literally told me about some psychic lady that your mom knows that can bend spoons
0: yeah and yeah. she was like 90 you can't
1: fucking flip us a light switch you should ask her if she can flip a light switch without
0: touching it staring intently at light switch i really wish i could when it happens i'll let you know (laughs) so here's a very
1: small synopsis of the devil's rocking chair so the devil's rocking chair is okay i don't know necessarily if that's what the case is called but i like the devil's rocking chair better so the devil's rocking chair was a, a chair that was in the house of uh someone who supposedly got demonically possessed Oh, I thought you were going to go hit the light switch. (laughs) So this case happened in 1981 and it was in regards of the Arnie Johnson case. There was a younger boy. I don't have his name written down, but there was a younger boy that was in this house that supposedly was possessed by this demon. And that was the case in which Ed and Lorraine Warren were covering and When they were trying to expel this demon out of this little boy, he was like, not doing well because exorcisms are like hard energetically, even if you aren't possessed by a demon. So when they were trying to expel the demon out of this little boy, it is said that Arnie, who was the boyfriend of the sister, he was there and he told the demon to enter his body and... All of a sudden, all of the hauntings in the house stopped, and this little boy was seemingly no longer possessed. And because the Arnie boy asked for this soul, or asked for this demonic entity, if you will, to enter his body, he kind of, like, would go crazy and, like, not remember when, like, what he was doing when he was in these, like, weird trance-like states, and he was, like, in an aggressive state of mind. So, he murdered his his landlord, and because he murdered his landlord, obviously, that's, like, a felony. That's, like, not a good thing to do. So, he was in a case, and it was one of the first murder trials or first murder cases that was, they tried to use demonic possession as a, I don't know if alibi or, like, reason of why it happened to get him out of the, like, you know, charges for murder unfortunately that was not the case they did not allow that to stand in court and they dismissed the demonic possession claim so the next case is the smurl haunting and the smurl haunting happened in 1974 with jack and janet smurl who moved into a house on chase street in west pinston pennsylvania Pennsylvania. So these strange occurrences followed and leading the Smurls to believe that a demon possessed their home. They claimed the demon had slammed their German shepherd into a wall, bit Jack's ear, pushed one of their daughters down a flight of stairs, and both Jack and Janet were said to have been assaulted by the demon. And in 1986, they contacted Ed and Lorraine Warren, who confirmed that their house was indeed haunted. Ed Warren who would go on to say that he had witnessed a dark mass form inside of the home and that the demon had left him a message telling him to get out. Liv is still peeing so I don't know that she has anything to say about how this house is not haunted by smurfs.
0: Um I plead that the fact is that it is indeed haunted by smurfs and you can't change my opinion. Um do smurfs push you down I'm the stairs? i a fixed sign. Do Smurfs push you down the stairs? Fuck yeah, they do if you don't clean up nicely.
1: Do Smurfs slam your German shepherds against the wall?
0: Yeah. Do they bite your ears? They use their telekinetic powers. Do they tell you to get out? Yeah. Are they dark masses? In three different languages they do. Are they dark
1: masses? Yes. So what do you think is in the Smurl house? I've told you everything now. (laughs) (laughs) They believe that their house was possessed by a demon. And his name
0: was Papa Smurf.
1: Can a you, can a house be possessed by a demon? You should ask your house if it can I get mean, possessed.
0: I live in mine. I know, but is your house possessed by a demon? Okay, the house says just like people can't be possessed, but they can be occupied. <laughs> <What the>
1: fuck? <laughs> so are you possessing your house now?
0: Yes, <laughs> just like the demon was.
1: Sorry, it's not funny. It's not funny. Next, next case: Amityville Horror. <laughs>
0: We're only nervous laughing. That's yeah. That's why it's inappropriate. Yep,
1: yeah, That's why. Next case. Next case. <laughs> Amityville horror. So we talked about this as well. So here is your very short synopsis. So perhaps one of the most well-known cases to be investigated by Ed and Lorraine Warren was the haunting of Amityville, Long Island. In 1975, the Lutz family had moved into a quaint suburban home. Where only a year before, mass murderer Ronald DeFeo Jr. had killed six members of his family. During this first 28 days of their stay, the Lutz reported swarms of flies, banging noises, disturbing entities, and witnessing the levitation of family members. Witnessing the levitation of family members. That is such a casual thing to just put in a sentence. It's fine. Wait, what was it? Sorry. Witnessing the levitation of family members. I've witnessed the levitation of my family members. Can you imagine someone saying that to you? I'd be like, what? <laughs>
0: I think we <laughs> just a- casually put that into conversation. I think that's a Hollywood undead uh, song lyric. Anyway. <laughs> when the
1: Warrens were asked to cleanse the house, they brought a local TV crew with them. Why? That, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs>
0: because they weren't getting paid by the people to go to the thing, so the, the TV crew had to come with them. I know, but that just creates more crap. <laughs> like when we were at the... Uh, Bel Air House. No. Uh, I don't know. It starts with a V, Vermont. What about Vermont? When we were doing the, the, the live at the...
1: Oh, when we had a, a soul in our live stream entity say my baby in the most demonic voice you've ever heard
0: the most demonic way possible yes and it was not a smurf and what did we do we basically how do you know it wasn't a smurf live they speak in different languages three different actually uh (laughs) but they didn't say get out they said it my baby they just speak backwards (laughs) (laughs) that was speak puzzle tongue basically the now version of a tv crew so yeah
1: when the Warrens were asked to cleanse the house, they brought a local TV crew, crew with them. Sorry, cut that out, cut that out, cut that out. They took photographs okay, of the- Patrick. <laughs> they took photographs of the house, one of which seems to show a little boy standing in the shadows with glowing eyes, which is fun. You can look that up on the internet. It's interesting.
0: I think there was like a pig in the window at one point too, like a demonic pig. Yeah, there's pig. a lot of
1: stories, but the picture is like famous. So Lorraine has said that the Amityville house case is the one that haunts her the most, which is interesting because I feel like it's poltergeist activity, which obviously they made worse if they brought a TV crew there. Yes. Yeah. Um, But yeah, that's the Amityville house. If you guys want more details on that, we have a podcast about that as well. So the last case that I want to go over, and also I don't know if this is seven. So if you tell me that it's not seven, you can't because this is a podcast. So (laughs) The South End Werewolf, one of the most bizarre cases ever investigated by Anne and Lorraine Warren, occurred in Essex, England. A seemingly ordinary carpenter named William Ramsey claimed to be possessed by a demon that compelled him to take the form of a werewolf.
0: What? I just, there's like, I don't know what it is, but there's some sort of meme somewhere where someone goes, Ramsey's, and all I can think of when you say that is that. So continue.
1: Ramsey had experienced... No, you gotta his, say it right. Ramsey had experienced his first transformation at the age of nine. As he described it, he was playing outside when he first... Sorry. Ramsey's. Sorry. um, I, like, know things about... This is the case that Liv believes is, like, DID. Um, and they know a lot of information about DID. And they're telling me information about it. So... They're saying Ramsey had experienced the first transformation at age of nine. And this little this this man is telling me that when he was younger, that's usually when um DID happens. You have you have to have repetitive childhood trauma in order to have DID. And he's like, I had other alters when I was younger than nine, but that's when this one showed up. So I believe that you are correct in believing the DID thing. Oh, wow! As he described it, he was playing outside when he felt an icy cold breeze, followed by an awful smell, before he flew into rage, uprooting a fence post. With the fence still attached and growing at the wire mesh, Ramsey would not experience another episode like this until adulthood. Bill would fly into violent fits of rage during which he would display inhuman strength, baring his teeth and growling while curling his hands like claws. When the Warrens caught wind of this in 1989, they convinced Bill Ramsey to come to their church in Connecticut and undergo an exorcism with their specialist, Bishop Robert McKenna. And that is the cases that I have written down. What do you think?
0: I think that it was... D.I.D. Not Same. demonic activity. Yeah,
1: because this dude, he's like, has lighter colored hair and it's kind of short. And he's telling me that when he was a kid, there was a lot of different things that were happening. But when this started happening, it's, it's okay, they usually create alters associated to things that make you feel strong. And that's the that's the brain's way of making you feel like you have control over things or making you feel better about the like trauma that is happening so they're like the there are alters that can be inhuman there are alters that can be dogs cats anything so that's when they're talking about that's when he needed this altar mm-hmm. which is interesting but i also feel like he had alters before this one but he they're not as like prominent intrusive no not prominent just intrusive yeah because when you have an animalistic like alter and no one tells you that that's like a thing that can happen it's a little
0: bit weird yeah so yeah that was a good story <laughs> stories i
1: yeah the seven cases that i found that apparently are most famous or something because those are the only ones i could find wow. and we covered a lot of them already which is interesting
0: yeah i will try to remember to put links to all of those like podcasts and videos in the show notes below There'll be good luck. it will be a lot of them listed there. And, uh, did you guys know that you could leave reviews on Apple podcasts? And if you can't, that's okay too. Cause you're listening to us on a different sort of server of things. But if you do listen to us on the Apple podcast and leave us a nice review, that would be lovely. And if you would like to leave us a nice review with a dad joke, that would be the most epic because 91 of you have left us fabulous reviews, giving us five stars, and we appreciate you. But not a lot of dad jokes. If you left a dad joke, you know who you are. Fennel is currently literally just... Smashing her toys into the table. And I've moved it twice. Okay. All we had to do was say something, and she turned around. (laughs) Like, screw you guys. I'm taking my rope somewhere else. But anyways, I'm going to tell you... A spoopy dad joke since I've run out of dad jokes from the lovely reviews that you've all left us. So this is is what we got. Since we talked about a lot of houses, what room does a ghost not need in a house? Because they're dead. A bathroom. (laughs) A living room. Ah, Get it? Because they're dead. They're not living. They need a dead room.
1: Some might say they need a living room.
0: Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, since that one was a little bit of a uh, of a downer, Another why joke. why do ghosts love elevators?
1: Um We did a video on the Cecil Hotel and there's an elevator monster in the Cecil.
0: It lifts their spirits. <laughs> elevator monster. Ah see is Elevator music. It's like the basilisk in Harry Potter. Goodness gracious. You got anything else to say about the Warrens case files? I hope everyone liked it. The Warrens are pretty cool. They helped us
1: do ghost hunting things, but now we can tell you about how they're not
0: scary things. Which is nice. Yeah. We are your meta sa cakes.